There are a few words more important in the lexicon of club cricket than wheels. You could be talking about your fast twitch quick, who cranks it up when needed, leaving you feeling safe in the ring, protected by your on-field king. You could be talking about footwear. They say the eye is the window to the soul. In club cricket, the wheel is your ticket to the circuit. If the circuit is your kingdom, then your wheels are your king. Or you could be talking about your transportation. You can hear them whispering, have you seen his wheels? Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the king of cricket wheels, the Pajero Sport. This bad boy has advanced four-wheel drive performance with Super Select 2 four-wheel drive system, letting you switch between two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive at up to 100 kilometres an hour, so you can handle any terrain with ease. That means away days just got that much better. But there's more. With 3.1 tonne braked towing capacity, it's the Car Expert 2023 Best Four-Wheel Drive Off-Road SUV. That's match-winning gear, guaranteeing you make your way up the grades. Pajero Sport. Take adventure to the next level. Boys. Yeah. How oh, the boys are here? They're nervous. We're calm. <laughs> Boysies. Get rarer. Why is this happening to me? Me. We're not getting Maccas and you can blame my son. <laughs> Get a few today, did you? It's great to contractually be obliged to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Is anyone going to listen to this or what? No, I actually don't know what, what happens in third grade. <laughs> you either get nude or get in the shower. Or we're throwing all your crib gear in, bro. No chance I'm going to follow you. 19th century Pax Britannica. You know, Pastor, sometimes <laughs> I listen to the intro <laughs> and I think about Brett and Julian saying, yeah. is anyone going to listen to this yeah. or what? Ah, there's unbelievably alpha. Pezza, the game of cricket is changing, and no more so than in the dismissal scene in club cricket in Australia, okay, which is obviously the heartland and the central, um, well, it's it's actually the sun to the universe of cricket. Sun, moon, and stars. Correct. Great cricket in Australia, okay? Now, the changing face of the game we've seen in many ways. We've seen, you, you told me this morning, Harris Ralph has had his central contract cancelled by the PCB. Sure, that's one factor. Other factors are people being timed out across the lands, Okay, handle the ball, obstructing the field. These things didn't happen not that long ago. Now, there's been a spate of things like this, not this, but but like this in recent times. Okay, in today's show, yes, we're talking about India and England and one of the biggest wins and losses, accordingly, in the history of the game. We're talking about Australia's complete domination against South Africa in the test match there at the WACA for the women's. Um, We're going to be talking a little bit of a preview for the New Zealand and Australia series. That's going to be exciting. Hashtag Ask TGC. And of course, away days, which people have been getting around. And we've really had to scale that back into... Well, not, not would say scale it back. We've had to really um, cast an eye over each entry because, wowee, some heavy things happen in some cars. Let's just say that. But I want to start, Pezza, with Club Cricket Land, okay? Club Cricket Land, which is next door to Barbecue Land. This is a headline that caught the eye on Code Sports, okay? <laughs> this is why. <laughs> the way you talk, like, you'd like talking to me. <laughs> this is how we talk. That's right. Via Paul, Amy, and Tyler Lewis. The headline reads this. St Kilda Cricket Club night watchman Edward Verco timed out after coming without pads and gloves. Now, have I missed a word there? Yeah, I was going to say. He's come without pads and gloves. Mm. Must be nice. Okay, can I just read the article just to give some context to the story? I think that's appropriate, yeah. He arrived to the crease in shorts with no pads or gloves, and then Edward Verco was immediately given his marching orders to head back to the pavilion. Watch the bizarre dismissal here. It's a video link. Uh, The captain of the player, timed out in bizarre scenes in Victorian Premier Cricket on Saturday, has gone into bat for the young bowler, declaring his dismissal selfless. (laughs) 
<laughs> the incident happened in the last over of the day in the fourth 11 match between St Kilda and Fitzroy Doncaster at Ian Johnson Oval. After bowling out the Lions for 244 and 76.2 overs, the Saints had one over to face before stumps. They lost Miles Frick, LBW, to the second ball. St Kilda thought Frick's dismissal would bring an end to the day's play. St Kilda captain Will Faulkner scrambled to put his pads on when it became clear the 80th over would need to be completed. As he did, Edward Verko, who typically bats number 11, volunteered to go to the middle. Leaving behind his pads, gloves and a helmet, he walked to the wicket carrying a bat and wearing black shorts. <laughs> Mate, he's in a singlet as well, isn't he? <laughs> Footage shows him having a brief conversation with the umpires before placing his bat under his arm and heading back to the pavilion. <laughs> now you have more information about this. Uh, well, I think it's I think it's conjecture. You know, I've got I've, I've got some sources. Uh, not really. Talk, talk to one guy. Yeah. Um. So, first thing to note is that um. F- so Frick, who is dismissed. Yeah is apparently the number 11. So St Kilda had decided, given they had one over to see out, um, and apparently they weren't happy about this. The person I was talking to said that 77.3 overs had been bowled. So if you add three to that, that would then take you beyond the eight, like the, well, that would be the 80th over. No, right. the, it'd be the 81st first, yeah. over. So that would be with 80 overs the full day. Mm-hmm. That would be the end of the day's play. But reading this article, and I would uh, always defer to Paul Amy's knowledge, it says 76.2 overs, right. which means you've got an over to bowl. You know, you, you, had, you had three. Was that 79.2 overs? I, or thought, is that, I thought you always lost two overs. No, nah, it's three. It's three. Okay, yeah. It's three. Yeah. Well, I'm wrong and dumb. Let's, let's no, that's all right. That I, the way we're talking here, like you're, you're picking up on a broader – sociological phenomenon where there seems to be a trend in society or the cricket society at least to um, be applying rules in pure black and white yes, at yes, all costs yes, and yes, times. Yes. Um, not for me to judge, just to observe that there's, that's there's, a thing that's there's, been going there's, on. there's less grey, there's less uh, conceptual openness to notions of spirit yes. and, and whatever. What does that say about a society? I generally don't have a conclusion. Just, you know, what's, what's driving this? Mm. Anyway, um, so St Kilda decide in the circumstances – to open the batting with one opener and one number 11 because there's one over to face. Got it. You you with me? Yeah. And then on the second delivery, Frick, the number 11, clearly has taken strike, is dismissed. Okay. So at that point in time, St Kilda believe that that will be stumps. Yeah. Because in test cricket, that stumps. Because the TV company... Because on TV, (laughs) that's out. That's out. That's the end of the day's play. But not at fourth 11. Usually, usually in fours, Mark Howard comes onto the field. He talks to the captain, <laughs> assesses the day's play. Yeah, that's right. That's usually what happens. Someone's on a Segway. Like, <laughs> Stop moving the robot! So, Which is a drone. So Will Faulkner. From the AFP. The, <laughs> makes you think. So Will Faulkner is due to bat next, but was of the belief or yeah, assumption that it would be stumps. Mm-hmm. So he's in, as far as I understand, like a shirt and shorts yeah. And um, this is when it gets interesting. Okay. So this is when um, – so y- if you want to watch this, yeah, you, y- you can. And, like, fuck, it's a good watch. It's a, it's a long watch, which like, is to the point. Like, this is a this is a, a – once again, like, grade cricket throwing up Greek tragedies. Like, you know, yeah. the Iliad, you know. Yeah. Um, Homer's Odyssey. 
Anyway. Would have been better if it was Othello dressed all in white, but no one was yeah. in white, so that was the problem. <laughs> and, like, you, you can watch this footage, and it's Zapruder stuff. Like, it's grainy. Yeah. Um, you, you've basically got, like, a POV shot yeah. from the boundary. It's you, you can yeah. pretend that you're a player if you want. It's 240p, Pezza. Yeah. At best. At best. Uh, but you know it's it's a silent film. There's that, there's like there's you can't hear the wind whipping through the trees. Yeah, or I, I like wanted that. that texture because I thought I had a problem with my computer again. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm gonna slide it up and back. But yeah. it's it's still a silent film. Is it a Bluetooth situation. <laughs> you can watch it in complete silence and still be spellbound. I think my new, my my, na- my neighbor's Bluetooth speaker was getting that sort of gravity. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's someone sitting there. Yeah, um, he's out. Yeah, uh, that stumps. Greg <laughs> out. And um, very simple. But the thing is, like, even though it's in full silence and 240p is a pruder, you, as like a trained, you know, cricket eye, you're watching every moment, you know, out in the field. And you're Grits. seeing the, you're mm. seeing the Fitzroy Doncaster boys, there's, mm. the, there's the quarter and they're, they're all like striking the pose of a policeman on the beat. Yes. You know, as we all do when we're on the field thinking that we're sort of in charge of our That's right. domain yeah. um, with our body language that Steve Waugh used to <clears> talk about. Any, any, any rate payout goes anywhere near onto rate, the, f- rate. Yes. onto the field. And then it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Get off the field. Guys have got their um, arms folded or, um, you know, rodents thinker pensively stroking <laughs> the chin. I mean, these are 18-year-olds, like, just waiting to binge drink. But, but they are aware, on the field. They are aware that it's fourth grade, it, and it, therefore that means they are about nine to 12 double mm. hundreds away from playing the Boxing Day exactly. Test Exactly. So that's the context, and that's empathy. Mm. So they return to their positions, and fuck, we're waiting a long time for anything to happen. It like is it's a long it's, time. It's... Like minutes upon minutes upon minutes. I'm I'm not skipping anything here. I'm watching like who's doing what. Yeah. Fitzroy, to my mind, look like they're just waiting. Like guys are in their positions. Mm. The person I presume to be captain is like near the umpire who's standing together. So they must be able to see absolute chaos happening in the sheds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's about like I don't know the exact count. You're looking at like three and a half, four minutes before the. Yeah. <laughs> The, the, the like I think he was the number twelve player, so like he doesn't he wasn't batting in the game. I think they play. This is what I was told. Oh, okay. Um, emerges into the shot <laughs> with a fucking singlet and black shorts. <laughs> I can't remember if it's a singlet. Yeah, a bat, no gloves, no pads. Yeah, he has to be laughing, doesn't he? As he's doing this, and uh, he's basically like there's a chat with with the captain and the umpire. Just basically sends him off. Like I don't even yeah. like I don't mean verbally abuses him. Yeah. Though if he did, it wouldn't be out of keeping. He, he sort of dismisses him from the premises like like an uninvited house guest. Yeah, like he like does he raise his finger? Uh like, no, I don't. I didn't. No, I don't think so. I, I he just, almost waves him away. Yeah. like 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 be gone. Yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, you know, you vile heathen. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you know, like. What's, I think what's everyone would have played a game where you've seen like the outgoing batsman hand a bat to the incoming oh. batsman. Now, like I reckon that's happened in my career, inverted commas, I, career being a hobby that I participated in on weekends for a couple of summers, um, a couple of times. But I have seen, and I think many people would have seen it as well, where like a bat is transferred from the outgoing to the incoming. Now, if a guy's walking to the wicket basically in Havianas, <laughs> black shorts, <laughs> no gloves, what is that experience like? I've never felt less professional. Now, because oh, yeah. like when you're playing great cricket, you're thinking, I'm pretty close to a test match here. Mm-hmm. Like, I, as I said, I'm nine to 12 double, consecutive double hundreds away That's from right. playing. Pyramid, the sacred pyramid. Exactly, Pezza. Now, 
sometimes when you have to move your own sight screens or you have to score or even in like some lower levels, wheelie bin stuff, you have to umpire your own games. Nothing makes you feel less professional than um, having to do those menial tasks. Now, if someone walks onto the field to bat in black shorts, <laughs> that's it for me. That's that's the summer like done. He's, he should be dismissed for bringing the game into disrepute. <laughs> I've got to lay some cards on the table. Like I'm, yeah. my, my um, affections are with St Kilda. I played for St Kilda. Oh, not yeah, for long. Yeah, yeah. Not for long, but um, so I'm always going to take that bias into it. Okay. But as far as I understand, it was an honest uh, mistake from the St Kilda captain to presume the game would the game be done. Uh, that, that stumps would be called yeah. and that there was some frustration from St Kilda's end that given that fact, the uh, – that, that – appealing for timed out was inappropriate given he was guy was trying to get ready like fuck he's taking a long time to get his pads on though to be fair uh like Man, i've got to real- say you know like, we all have the dream where you, the can't dream. Get, you can't get your pads on in time yeah. etc now it makes you like realize how long four minutes is because what, what what's the actual is it two minutes two and a half three minutes to get to, to be facing two. the ball two. Is it two? Been two i've got to tell you now if he if he thought the game was over you probably wasted 45 seconds there so can you get ready from a state of training kit mm. into out in the middle in a minute? Mm. Oh, that's going to give people a lot of anxiety, including myself, in sleepless nights tonight. But hey, I reckon it's possible. Maybe he was tubbing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Could you have know been. what I'm saying? He could have been like packing up the scorer's desk or, or packing away the, the tea or whatever. It's it, my, mate, it's my greatest fear. Like, mm. you know, the great fear would be like being um, – you know, like using the bathroom or something, and like, oh. and you're in. That's happened in a test before. It didn't, didn't, um, didn't Ganguly did that once? Or it was like Sachin was on the know. toilet or something Such like that. Such a fear. Yeah. Massive. I'm on the toilet. Yeah. You just wouldn't go. Like, you just wouldn't. Anyway, no. I don't know what um, the St. Kilda captain's doing, but yeah, the, like, from my perspective, it's kind of like, you know, just, you just needed to get your pads on, get out there. Mm. I'd like the idea though that, so, so Will Faulkner is the captain. He's a, mm. he's a sports journal as well. So oh, okay. I like how he's not been afraid of giving quotes, which is fair enough. You shouldn't be afraid of the media if you're in it. Sure. I like how he's, he's spun it perfectly to be like, this is a selfless dismissal, you know, from yeah. our number 12 yeah. uh, or whatever. And, uh, and you sort of got to appreciate the way England have been playing to, to acknowledge. Well, I know yeah. England, I think, will have <laughs> contributed to that. That's you know, right. That's yeah. a, that's the way they've things, gone about the it. The way they go about it. That's right. So, yeah, like it, just a lot going on. Uh, I think, like, I want to put this to you. Mm-hmm. Fitzroy, Doncaster, appealing uh, when a guy comes out in a singlet and black <laughs> shorts and Havianas. No, Pat. Is it – the thing is – like, are you appealing for timed out there? Uh, Mate, he's not just out. He's out for three games if that mate. happens. Because <laughs> oh, it's being said to me that, like, they shouldn't have appealed. I'm like, what are you talking about? When you watch Firstly, it. if you watch it, it's fucking It goes for ages. Minutes. It goes like, for people ages, yeah. get off the field. Yeah. Lads, time for a, a light beer. You know, um, when you watch, like, you know that experience of watching cricket from the pavilion when you're playing in the game? Mm-hmm. And, like, the difference between what you're seeing from the pavilion, like you're watching people like essentially a hundred meters away from you. Mm-hmm. Like once you add in sort of the boundary edge and you walk, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. and you're playing right, the MCG, a bit of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's such a difference between what you can see happening on the field. You can't really hear anybody talking. Mm. Everyone looks like they're just standing still. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's no energy to a guy's just bowling and your guy's just hitting the ball. And the difference between that, then when you get out into the middle mm. and you hear everything else going mm. on, is just massive. Yeah. 
And when you watch this footage, it must have been that, like, because it just it doesn't look like much is going on, but like, it's it's absolute chaos. <laughs> like, can you imagine waiting, like, at, you know, in the slips court, waiting mate, four minutes, and I a guy who comes onto the field, yeah, mate, like, when I played, if someone went to run drinks out in thongs, yeah, like we were fucking bollocked, apoplectic. Like, no, so not th- you weren't like if you if you tried to go out barefoot. It was the most village thing of all time. Especially because of the bindies. That is true. You know, <laughs> it's, it's an OHS issue. The old Bindi Owens there. Yeah. Anyway, look, oh, we're banging on about it. Someone someone got upset about that last week. But uh I'm, I mean I'm I'm appealing and as I, as you I'm I'm sending him to the judiciary. <laughs> but simultaneously as funny. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I, I just think I just I'm not sure this would have happened like that many years ago. I like I don't know. I just think like like the actual incidents of sending a like. What about he's getting, he's getting his pads on the captain, and he's like, "Can you just can you just head out from here?" Because I'm I'm fucked. So like he <laughs> he bought himself more time, yeah. Like so that he yeah it was it is kicked from the car. They're chasing two forty three. Let's see how they go. They're two for two. <laughs> it could be a turning point. Um, if you want to get behind TGC, you can join us at patreon.com forward slash great cricket. Mm, I read join- some of the. Uh, rejected Pajero uh, <laughs> submissions. <laughs> you can you can join the uh, you can join the community there. You can become a member of TGC if you will. If you want to revel in what's happened in the past week in cricket with the live chat or just generally join the community. If you want to be um, if you want to uh, join the the sad members of the community as well about their team not doing the things that they wanted them to do or just generally sending memes into a live chat then you can join us there. Of course hashtag Ask TGC Friday is coming out every single Friday. We've done 181 of those bad boys Pezza. There's also a Hall of Fame in there mm. And you get everything if you sign up now to patreon.com forward slash great cricketer. Let's talk about um, the India England third test there on Rajkot Pez. Uh, I'll just give you the scores and some okay. stuff that happened in the game. Um, India batted for, first and made 445. England re, uh, replied with 319. Then India made 430 for four declared, meant that um, England were chasing. 557. Well, no, it was more than that. It was 500 and something. Yeah, they're all out for 122. They lo- India won the game by 434 runs. It's India's biggest biggest ever win by runs. It's England's second biggest ever defeat. Jaiswal made 214 red. Safraz Khan made 62 and 68 on debut. Jurel, the wicketkeeper, also debuted. He really impressed as well, I thought. Ashwin took his 500th test wicket. Rohit Sharma scored 100 in the first innings. Jadeja was player of the match. He scored 112. He took two for 51 and five for 54. So he scored 100 and took seven wickets mm, in the game. Batting at five. <laughs> it's an unbelievable game. Mm. For England, Ben Duckett scored a brilliant 153 in England's first innings. Mark Wood also took four for 114 in the first innings of India's innings there. That's what happened in the game. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Those are the things that happened. Now, when you <laughs> yeah, read out, when you read out what's, what India's done, India have played a stunning game where, like, more than half the guys have done something amazing, including Ashwin taking literally his 500th test wicket before uh, leaving the game for emergency uh, family reasons, then coming back uh, for day four. Um, and then guys have scored hundreds. Jaiswal was just unbelievable. The bowling was great. The fielding was very good. The runouts were catastrophic. That was also part of the texture and the rich, and the rich tapestry of the game. Mm-hmm. Duckett scored a brilliant 150, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Fuck, everyone's waiting. I- yeah. India were brilliant. <laughs> okay. Now let's get to the bit that everyone wants us to talk about. <laughs> 
Shield Berry, the Telegraph, absolutely giving it to Joe Root, calling his dismissal in the first innings the stupidest shot in English Test cricket history. <laughs> Pretty rich. It's pretty uh, rich. It's good to read. Jaiswal's uh, uh, double hundred uh, was down to the way England go about their cricket, according to Ben Duckett. Um, in probably, you know, probably what? one of the most arrogant things I've ever. Let, heard. Let's actually read the quote. Have I, I got it here? I, I, I got to get this. Got to, got to, got to get the actual quote. Um, just and, just for people who haven't heard, mo- most people would have. And of course, in the meantime, um, Ben Stokes. Not happy with that umpire's call being in the DRS situation. Now, what does he what does he say here? Why they've actually they've actually literally cut this bit from it. Just keep talking, keep talking. Um, Shieldberry is talking um, is talking about Joe Root's dismissal. Where England on the beginning of uh, the second day they fell themselves about two for two hundred and twenty something like that, or two hundred and twenty yeah. for two, um, chasing down India's four forty five in the first innings. Mm. Joe Root then dismissed by Bumrah once again, playing that. Uh, reverse scoop, I suppose, that he's executed so many times and that sort of uh, instigated a bit of a collapse and so now that's bad, which is actually a great um, – it's sort of baseball in a microcosm. It's like can you take the wins with the losses, you know? Uh, anyway, you want to talk about uh, Duckett? No, no, just, just to frame it up correctly rather than going, oh, Duckett just said this thing that was bad. Like he said – this is after Jaiswal was on 100 not out overnight. He just done his back. And he scored quite quickly. Yeah. Yeah, and um, they asked Ben Duckett for his thoughts. Duckett had made 150 earlier. Yes, which was Duck- a great innings. Duckett said, "When you see players from the opposition playing like that, it almost feels like we should take some credit that they're playing differently than how other people play Test cricket." We saw it a bit in the English summer, and it's quite exciting to see other players and other teams are also playing that aggressive style of cricket. Yeah, you know this is this is this is it, isn't it? Like. Sometimes the cricket's been really good. And in fact, lots of times the cricket's been really good. You say stuff like that, man. And I get the feeling, you know, of course we're Australians, so we're going to have bias and people, you know, from England listening to this or watching this are going to be like, shut the fuck up. It's our team. Mm. Stay in your fucking lane. Third okay? wheel as well. Just Aussies coming in. You know, yeah. This, this isn't your fight. Yeah. You've got, you got no business covering the series. Mm. So, you know, but then you say stuff like that and it's like, it's, it's all the goodwill all the goodwill that is um, that is awarded for the type of cricket they're playing and the aggressive nature of the game moves along quickly. It's very very watchable for a neutral. You say stuff like that, and the and the goodwill it's 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 hard to hang on to. Now I get the instinct that a lot of English people who are enjoying the cricket, especially from the depths of what it was a couple of years ago after um, Root and Silverwood uh, ended their reign, so to speak. Um, if you if you take that if you take uh, sorry had you said what it's going to be now you would take that as an English fan I would have thought but I think oh, I get the sense of a lot of people are like oh calm down lads it's just some of the chats a bit fuck it's quite aggressive yeah I'm really and curious about like um how necessary it is like how much how much it's it's part of the the ideology you know like because I think yeah. at this point where everyone is. Everyone is aware that they're playing better cricket with better results Definitely. than what they had previously. You know, they're like um, man- manifestly they've improved markedly, and it's a great success of coaching if you're man- if you're judging it by outcome, right? And yep. then the, the positivity is is excellent. Like, uh, so we're getting to the point I think where you you got to separate the cricket from the suck off. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I, I I personally like seeing um, players and teams challenge cricket convention. Sure, as as the England team are doing now, like like cricket's a cricket's a conservative game. It, it it was a game devised by England, 
with notions of civility wrapped up in it. Like it was a game designed to teach the rest of us how we're meant to behave. Mm. Barbarians. Indeed. And, and so wrapped up in that are notions of how you are meant to do things. And so mm-hmm. when assumptions are challenged, it's interesting. Like, I'm, you know, this is a small example, but the way Phil Hughes used to play was like that. You know, he used to cut the ball through point yep. when people would bowl in that corridor. Yeah. And uh, he would profit from that. But a lot of, um, you know, traditionalists, I suppose, would, would, would be like, no, that's, that's a recipe for disaster. That doesn't uh, tally with what we know about the truths of cricket. So when people challenge it and show, and the, the England team have shown ways of winning cricket that we haven't really seen before, it makes you go, oh, wow, that's interesting. There's, there's more to explore in the game. And it's also really, it's really good to watch. But, um, you know, there, there's this bizarre, bizarre, like holistic zealotry mm. that accompanies it from its players and like staff and at times, commentariat english commentariat I have to say not all obviously uh but like basically through their own words to the public they they elevate themselves to position of the game's savior mm-hmm. that they are operating in like they know and believe and want us to know that they're operating in unforeseen ways and and taking the game to unforeseen heights uh Ollie Robinson saying last week, this is how we're going to keep the game alive. Mm-hmm. We know what Ben Duckett said. Ben Duckett <coughs> also said they can set us as many as we want, as many as they want. Mm-hmm. We'll, do, we'll do 600. All that 122. Um, Who was the last test match said like, <clears throat> they, don't know, they don't know how many runs is enough because of the way we play. Yeah. And uh, you hear it in the commentary, like England gets a slight foothold in the game. Oh, that, you know, England's living in their heads rent free. Mm-hmm. So when you say those things and you lose by 434 runs, mm. people are going to view that as a humbling. Yeah. Like naturally, like that, that that's you, – you should be humbled, but it doesn't seem like they are. It's just an, it's just an ugly corollary to what they're doing. That if you're running a show called The Grade Cricketer, which is all about disproportionate criticism. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing it, is ever good enough. It, ha- it has to be noted, you know. Can I couple that with – now, this is slightly different, but the fact that they were they were very open about going to Dubai between the second and third test matches to play golf, leaving the cricket kit um, in India <clears throat> um, to go and, like, chill out and, you know, just vibes and it's more golf, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the, the amount that these guys play, I understand that. Totally. To, you know. But when you're really open by that and you – Chucking a performance immediately following that by getting the second biggest loss in the history of, of their um, test cricket mm. lives. Uh, that's that's going to be hard to stomach. Now, it's how I, they play though, man. Like, like the Phil Walker said this on Winston. Good good shout from Phil. Like it's mm-hmm. like when you live on when you live on the edge, you know. Sometimes mm. you you fall between the cracks. Probably said it better than that. But they're, they're going to have losses like that. Yeah, I, I mean, did, did, I said this before during one of the dailies. Um, but my opinion is that like England are England are an average team. I mean, they're they're not nearly as bad as before. Certainly, they're they're not very good, but they're playing aggressive cricket. 
that is sometimes capable of the incredible. Mm. And I feel like they, when they've done the incredible, it's actually because they've fallen so far behind in the game mm-hmm. that they need to achieve the incredible. And I was looking at the batting averages of, of the guys. This is the top seven for the last test match. Crawley averages 31, Duckett 44, Pope 35, Root 49, Bairstow 36, Stokes 36, Folks 29. Now, of course, they're missing Harry Brook. He's played 12 test matches. The average is 62, okay? That's a, that's a, that's a huge out. No, no question about that. You've got four guys on top seven. They're averaging 30s. You know, it's... I think in lieu of like really top tier consistent batting talent, <clears throat> they they rely on momentum heavily mm. to try and change the game really quickly to try and catch the opposition off guard almost. You know, we saw Cummins and Australia, generally speaking, with the, with the backroom staff go about that by trying to negate the amount of fours that England mm. hit. Mm. They it respected w- that momentum style and, and mm. cr- created a strategy to push to back to against it. Yeah. It, yeah. So it'll be two years in May since McCullum and Sooks took over, again from Root and Silverwood. So since then- what they've done in test cricket, they've beaten New Zealand, South Africa at home, England. They obviously drew the Ashes to Australia at home. They beat Pakistan 3-0 away, incredible, no doubt. They drew away against New Zealand. People might remember they made New Zealand follow on and uh, New Zealand won that game by a run or two runs or something like that to make it 1-1 in that series. They're likely – now, I know I know everyone's saying, like, well, they're going to win 3-2 now. <clears throat> that may happen. It seems unlikely because India are very, very good, which I know is another thing that you're not allowed to say that India is good or any opposition player has done something good. You're not allowed to say that in the England setup, apparently. So, you know, I mean, it's up to England fans if that last two years is um, is good enough for their purposes. Now, like, it's obviously significantly better than than one win from 17 tests, as it was before. Um, but I also think, like, individually, I was going through, like, the team 1-11 to 11, or 1-15 to 15 or how many is in the squad. I mean, they're all extremely likable individuals, I find. I mean, they they... They seem to be very likable people. As a collective, when they talk about their own game, they're saving the game. It's so cult-like and it's so like, I'm getting crow's feet deluxe to use a TJC-ism that it's like, what is going on? Because I don't feel like individually, like their characters actually um, are like that. But as a collective, it's fucking bizarre. Like it is genuinely bizarre. I know there's some chatter like, well, they're probably just doing it just to wind us up. I I don't get the sense they're doing it to wind us up. I think they genuinely have this like this this um this zealotry in them. Uh that, that's that's really odd. And as I mentioned before, like oh, I get the sense of a lot of England fans. Now, like again, I'm an Australian cricket fan because that's where I was born. So, you know, I, you know, who am I to say? But I get the feeling like a lot of the England fans are like, ah, I like the cricket, but uh, some of the other stuff is a bit how you going, you know, to use an Australianism. It'd be interesting to talk to McCullum. Not that it occurs to me that uh, the England team plays much basball when it comes to fronting the media. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it it all seems to it seems to be um, very held back and and cagey. But I do wonder if you talk to McCullum whether he would say that that uh, you know being fundamentalist like evangelical zealot about the way they play and that kind of you know uh, fundamentalist commitment to positivity at all costs and all times is a really important component mm-hmm. of what they're doing. Like I know that to analyze it from a sports psychology perspective, they would argue that what they're doing and the way they talk and the way they think about cricket is all about clarity of mind. Like you can't be someone who hits a whole bunch of sixes and fours and goes at five or six and over in test cricket with all of the um, convention and truths in cricket that sit, you know, from 150 years that sit behind that. You can't revolutionise that or break the rules, which is what they want to do, without like supreme clarity of mind about what you're doing. I just want. I wonder to be fair to them whether it will continue to refine and evolve. You know, maybe they can play super positive cricket and break the rules and arrest momentum in unlikely manners and get the most out of their own players and strategically c- 
conflate it with other formats, which is where cricket will go into the future. It's probably an intelligent way to play the game. If they can do that without the suck off stuff, mm, yeah, <laughs> you know, like is there is that possible, or yeah. must we have this like holistic, bizarre, ongoing suck off where if there's any like if there's the merest criticism of certain approaches to the game that someone's going to snap back and say you don't get it, mm. you know, that's like they they you know there's a reason they're doing this. I don't know, like. It's like some n- normal notions of cricket have gone out the window. Like, I think, like Joe Root might be out of form <laughs> a yeah. little bit. It's like yeah. that's an old idea, though. Like, we don't, yeah. we're not allowed. It's not not allowed, but like that's that's not the sort of um, that's not the language that we talk about. He's, he in struggles against Boomerah, who's like losing to India. No shame. Mm. It's it's it is the hardest place to tour, and mm. it has been for the last twenty years since Australia's great team. Mm. Um, or the West Indies has been, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like uh, um, Joe Root's allowed to struggle against Boomerah, yeah. one of the best bowlers, if not the best fast bowler in the world, the average is 20. Yeah. We so, just get, we get confused because like if you didn't have the suck off stuff where we're the saviors of the game, set us as many as you want. He's only scoring runs quickly because of us. So if you didn't have that, yeah. then maybe people would be kinder and be like, well, they're trying this. I mean, where else is it? So probably wouldn't be, but like, um, mm-hmm. that's our, that's our problem. Mm. Like, they would just be like, well, you, you do lose games by 400 in India. That's what happens. Yeah. It's just the suck-off that's like, well, you know, people are just – particularly when there's a commentariat that seem <clears throat> really committed, a, a lot of them, like really n- – not all, like really committed to explaining this is actually just a remarkable thing that's going on. You feel like you have to, re- like, fill that vacuum with some kind of, like, equal but opposite mm. critique of it because mm. there's a lot of shit. Like, there's a lot of stuff that they've – there's a lot of momentum they've lost and, like, a lot of games that they've fucked up, like this one, really, because of the way that they're playing. This one, the New Zealand test match I was talking about, mm. Lords definitely, perhaps even the, the Headingley mm. test match. I was talking about the Ashes. Um, yeah, like, um, it, it's just so akin to gambling, I find, like mm. like the way they're playing. So, like, in that, in the first innings of this game, India made 445. England found themselves 220 for two or whatever mm. it was mm. at the beginning of the second day, uh, third day, mm. must have been, or whatever it was. 230 um, behind. Guy yeah. on 100 odd. Now, they get to that position by the way they've played, right? And then it's like, okay, we've got there. Now let's start playing inverted commas, or pr- tr- traditionally is probably a better mm. way to say it rather than properly. Bat properly. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, like, you know, can you have one without the other? I mean, that's, that is sort of the, the, the conversation. You know, Shield Berry was, was obviously six months ago was saying it's one of the best shots he's ever seen when he did it to Cummins or Boland or whoever he did it to. And then six months later, it's saying it's the stupidest shot in Test cricket history. <laughs> Which is fucking great language. <laughs> it's really good language. Um, so, um, yeah, like why aren't the, like it, I like how he's just being ex- like completely extreme with it. Yeah, just like the style of baseball. Yeah, you know, you know, everything like, has to sit at some end of the spectrum. Like they're at the roulette table and they've got themselves two hundred and twenty pounds right in that. First, and it's just like okay, just just check out. And it's like no, the house always wins. House being now Test cricket, it always wins mm. because like if you keep gambling. You're going to lose, mm. and and you know, look at the performances. Like some of the performances they've, the England have, have given us as a collective of you know, cricket fandom. They they have put in like multiple performances, or individuals have done something that you would have only ever seen once every like five years, mm. which gives, which gives um like I think it gives guys longer runs in the team as well because like I well, remember like three months ago when he just scored 150 and like you know Ollie Pope for instance, Ollie, Ollie Pope averages what is he average now 35 or whatever. Now like he just scored one of the all-time great away hundreds yeah. and double hundreds in the history of the game. And that's how England won that game. But like, 
they were also so far behind in that game that it took that to win the game. I'm not sure what my point is. I, just, I, just, I suppose my point ultimately is like, there's a reason why England won one of 17 games. The very in, in this in the uh, previous um, uh, tutelage um, or leadership, um, and like the team is very similar since then. The results since this that time is much better. But like fundamentally, I think they're like they're they're, they're an okay team. Hmm. They're an okay team, capable of doing amazing things. Yeah, the thing with Root, like people are like, well, his average is up. From what it was, his right. average in baseball is is higher than what it was pre baseball. Right. But uh, I wonder. Someone can tell us. I wonder whether his average is up um, on what he was doing in the two years leading into baseball. Because I feel like with Root, for example, mm-hmm. that in the years leading into baseball, he had kind of conquered his major um, issue, which was that he was he was breezing his way to 60s and 70s but struggling to go on with it with match winning innings whether that be a hundred or a daddy hundred or otherwise and he just got to that point where it was probably a mental issue or whatever where he'd conquered that and had really actualized as a batsman uh you know coming into the peak years of his um of his, of his career and it feels like when he bats with baswell and he's played some great innings himself mm-hmm. but I, I wonder whether his average has come down on where he was in those two years or whatever. You know, obviously we can we can be selective with it uh, because he probably feels like he needs to make his stamp on the side. And he needs to show his commitment to this um to this ideology, uh, which is what you know. I mean, it was Barney Rone who kind of um introduced the analogy of the cult. You know, yeah, la- last year I think. So um, it yeah, it's 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 a really it's a really interesting one. Like I. You know, there's some pretty good stories out of India as well. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, like India must India must be so unaccustomed to being relegated to a secondary character <laughs> in a series hosted by them. Yeah, where you have this this kid Jaiswal like announcing himself as the real deal. Like we, th- this isn't a, a an Indian player off the production line, and they have had some who come in like a Prithvi Shaw or uh, Karan Nair. Or whatever, who then come, who come then go. I mean, this this kid, you, you, you've, we know his story, uh, what he's done to actually make it to the team. He's twenty two years old, and it's two double tons. Is it both unbeaten or one was? Uh, um, just this one, I think. Yeah. Two hundred red off his cock, another hundred, so th- three tons in eight games or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that's bu- that's going to be bulk runs across all formats. Mm-hmm. You have Safraz Khan, uh, who's essentially been a um, a rig based non selection. <coughs> Uh, yeah. In the Indian yeah. team, yeah. finally getting a gig, uh, just striking the ball so hard mm. and clean, and making the absolute most of his debut before he was cruelly run out by Player of the Match Tadasia, who will be remembered for the run out. Yeah, uh, you know, like, and it's a misunderstood rig, I should say as well. If you look at the old man as well, uh, it's a it's a wide frame, yeah. and he's pretty quick between the wickets as well. It's a, anyway, good team man, class act, Jadeja hundred and Pfeiffer. Uh, in the game, batting, <laughs> batting at five because of all the absences India has. Yep. So just how great a player must you be to just be able to jump up the order to number five and rescue your team? As they, were, did they with, were 30 for three? That's right, 30 for three innings, yep. with like the weakest batting lineup in modern Indian history, I would suggest, uh, together with Rohit, who also scored 100, which feels like it was eight years ago. That's right. Uh, Rohit's been... 
I think we were calling it like it looks like I've been playing with a toothpick leading into this game. Mm. Uh, safety's team as well. Um, hey, should McGill scored 91 should, in the, in should the McGill doesn't look like he's in great form. He scored 100 in the last game, 90 in this one, just mm-hmm. gutsing it out. Again, great, cruelly run out as well. They've got so – and then – and Boomer, you know? Uh, I also think Cool Leap's bowled really nicely cool as well, especially for a wrist spinner, which, we, which we've seen those has struggled a little bit in uh, in India. That's right. Guys, guys couldn't pick him. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. you know, the Indian team, like with – several absences, like a bizarre number of absences, really, mm, mm. Um, that A.B. de Villiers sometimes does and doesn't tell us about or withdraws. <laughs> yeah. You know, they they yeah. showed some real ticker to step up in this game. Yep. Uh, but we're not talking about them. Yeah. Well, Ashwin's taking his 500th test wicket. That's right. Yeah. So, and this is a, this is a team, like an Indian team, with a like a Kohli-shaped hole in the side. I actually feel watching this series – irrespective of the great performances we're just mm. mentioning there and the subplot of basball and what it all means and mm. colonialism. And, but, mm. like, th- th- there is – I don't know. There's something about the absence of Kohli that sort of makes me I, – I, I miss it. I miss, I miss the gravity of Kohli in the Indian side. It does look identity-less. And, yep. you know, Rohit's the big alpha bear. I love it. I love the false declaration. Send him back He's out the captain, there. Yeah. He's a skipper. I love how great Jadeja is. There's obviously young guys coming through. Mm. Like, there's – you know – Seeing the Indian team without Kohli makes mm. me realise that he's the most significant modern cricketer uh, going around in the world, and he's we'll, we'll miss him, you know. So uh, anyway, yeah, India. Uh, uh, my only point is that India's been good. Um, <clears throat> there's some conversation around Besto. Uh, McCullum's defended him in uh, in this uh, in this most recent um, press conference uh, mm. that, he, that he's done. Um, Besto's played 98 tests. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I don't know if he played that many. 98 tests. Um, he has now uh, got the unfortunate record of the most ducks against India, surpassing, I think Nathan Lyon had seven, but uh, Besto's now got eight. Mm. Um, you know what? My takeaway from that is it's fucking hard to bat in India. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, oh, he hasn't been able to. He hasn't been able to find his own method to do it. I yeah. can only imagine that's that's what it would be. I, I mean, people like Besto's a great cricketer. He just did like like the free format, he, mate. Di- the dynamism of the I think guy. It, I think it's twelve test hundreds from from ninety eight tests. Not and, a great and the, strike the rate. The season but like, he put together before he um, got he injured yeah, in, in, in his leg. Yeah, and none of us know how that actually happened. Yeah. By the way, but uh, I mean that that season showed the ceiling that he's got, and, and it's absolutely worth yeah. sticking with. Uh, he's been doing it. Dropping in and out of keeping and not, he's obviously you know there's, there's a bit about him and he's quite funny you know his utterances are funny but like he's a he's a great cricketer uh, and you know really good to watch uh, you know but it, I'm sure it can happen you go to India and like s- people spin a web around you you don't have a, hey, you don't have a method you know the uh, you know the LBW he gets LBW from Cool Deep where he goes back <laughs> and all right he stumps and hits him in front of, hits him on off stump and it's going to hit middle halfway up it was, hit, it was hitting all six stumps I was looking at that I was like first of all that spun a fucking mile like. I would actually love the challenge of um, of facing like Indian spinners in India. Like, like, like oh, if that's if why I, you need a VR headset. If I want to, if I want a game uh, for a day, um, some sort of make a wish program, mm. that, that, would, that would be my choice. Ashwin Jadeja, cool deep on a just a rag. Like, could, could I could I survive ten balls? Yeah, but now you like would you would you rather like face Richie Benno and then the VR headset allows you to like <laughs> take him out to dinner with Daphne. <laughs> Where do we? Where does it stop? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, I know. Okay, I know that I'm choosing that. But like, if I had a second choice, <laughs> um, 
you know, uh, like, anyway, so I see Cool Deep, like, just does Bear Stone and, like, hits him. And obviously, it looks really bad in the replay. Everyone's like, I can't believe he fucking reviewed that. It's like, it's spun fucking miles and it's like, oh. Mate. If I was playing, I'm, look, I'm probably taking one with me as well. If, yeah. I, <laughs> if I'm honest with myself. Oh, I was saying on the, you were, you were at the wedding on that night. I was like, he was so, the funny, one of the funniest things about that review in the LBW is like when you get struck on the pad, like you notice a lot of people and probably a lot of us have done it before. Like you, you move out of the way of the stumps because you, you think that like somehow that might create an optical illusion for the umpire as to where it was hit, where, yeah. where, where yeah, you yeah, were hit, yeah, or yeah. you might lean outside yeah. the line or mm. whatever. But like, when like Besto was truly trapped, yeah. like in front of the stumps, it smashed him on the middle of his pad, yeah. and he just didn't move. <laughs> and to me, it looked like it was literally like the, the the shot of that was literally what leg before wicket was invented for. Like it's like <laughs> like your you your, the mate, ball. your yeah. legs are before the wicket. Like it's gonna hit the stumps, yeah. and you've yeah. blocked it yeah. with your legs. You can't do that. You know, you're in the backyard, and like as a kid who hasn't learnt the rules, the kid like my my son's doing this at the moment. Like he. He like it, to him being out is when the ball hits the stumps. So he's right. figured out. Well, if I stand in front of the stumps, yeah. I'm fine. And I can't explain LBW's five. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, well, actually, yeah. that's actually hit you yeah. in, in line, and you can't yeah. do that or whatever. So if it's pitched here, and then it's <laughs> that's right. He's already thrown the bat off in it. Um, <laughs> but um, that that LB, that's why that was funny as well because there's been a series of wrongers leading up, and it's it's like absolutely gripped off the oh. deck, and it's just. It's like but your legs are before the wicket here, and yeah. you know the, the bounce of the ball off the pad. Yeah, like it doesn't. You know when it just bounces and just rolls back down the wicket, or oh, like yeah. it goes the opposite way. Yeah, you know to uh, yeah. where it's hit the pad, just even looks worse. Like all those little vectors of an yeah. LBW decision, like help it's geometry he help an umpire mm. just go like, okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like that that looks out. You know the mm. ball's skewed off in this direction. Your mm. legs haven't moved. I can see off stump there and nothing else. Mm. You know. A bat pad's now in the way of the batter going. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's trying to creep into your view. Yeah. Someone's running at me now, yeah. and I've got a lot of young men yelling at an old man. <laughs> then again, that wouldn't stop uh, Ben Stokes from questioning whether the technology is actually working or if it's if it's gone wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, and yeah. uh, and managing in this latest. Um, discussion about DRS to include the line we just want a level playing field. No one else has picked up on. Okay, yeah. If Cummins says we just want a level playing field, that's just been run in every paper. Yeah. Is that – but that's that's part of the ideology, like the, the zealotry of this stuff. It's just like – Yeah. In the last test match, the technology got it wrong. You know, like with – so this – You're saying that, that's what he said. That's what he said. That's what she said. <laughs> like with this one, so it's in the final innings of the game. Zach Crawley is batting just before lunch on the fourth day, was it? Yeah, I think it was. And then uh, Boomerah – was it Boomerah? Yeah, I think it was Boomerah or Siraj – uh, hits him in front of the pad. Uh, sorry, hits him on the pad. It's given out by Damasina, and then uh, it goes to DRS, and it's, it's barely kissing the leg bail. Mm. Now, like, I'm looking at but that. But kissing nonetheless. And, and, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, he's unlucky there. He's unlucky there, Crawley. Mm. Now, like, I suppose if that was me personally, I'd be like, that's fucking bullshit. Of course. Like, if, if I was bad. Of course, I'd criminally like, minded. This is fucked. Um, but, like, it's in the ballpark, isn't it? Mm. I mean, it's not like... We've seen worse given not out or out from the other umpire. <laughs> you know, uh, m maybe I'm giving some bias there, but it's like it's, it is saying that it's hitting the stumps. Now, there's been an allegation that it's it's actually... It, it wasn't hitting the stump at all. I, I didn't say that. The, the image that I Stokes saw was like... Stokes has claimed that the match referee agreed or said themselves that... Um, that that actually, I, I should I probably should double check this, mm -hmm. but that that it's they who are saying the technology has gone wrong. He's merely repeating it. 
this is this is when he introduces this topic by saying, "I don't want to whinge about. I don't want to talk about DRS lest I be seen a whinger." Then yeah, speaks for then three speak. to four minutes about it. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I, you know, without I obviously can't substantiate it. But like if it's well, if it's showing that it's hitting the stumps, which it was, mm. it's like okay, I, I still think he's unlucky because it is fucking nicking it. But it's still nicking it. Well, they it they believe it they are they are like um, repeatedly on the wrong end of umpires' calls. Mm-hmm. They're they're managing to say it in ways that suggest it's others who are saying it, etc. But like you can tell that they they think. Uh, I mean, I think when you include the line, we just want a level playing field. What else could that mean? Yeah. What's unlevel? What's what's not level about it? Now I got another thing. People will have noticed that Joel Wilson's up to his old. Uh, well, he's actually just he's just been Joel Wilson. My theory is he must be the best fucking beer yeah. in the world. I reckon. Joe I reckon I can see that. He strikes me as a really like when you like when um, like maybe the, he's, he's interpersonal, like the cadence of his speeching here. Yeah, Someone like, seems Caribbean. like a really nice yeah, guy. Like just probably lo- is. just love like just boys just love him out there. Man, I love playing with Joel. This was his 39th test. 39th test for yeah. Joel. Yep. Boys just love it's it. Good career, and plenty, plenty more to come. It, it must be. You're right. It must be a brilliant beer. Stories oh, it has to be. Arm round you, like, like, gets, gets the first round in, pays for the cab inside. Mate, nothing like a great umpire. Like what, a guy mm. a guy who gets it. Rod Tucker's like A guy that, that gets it. You're a guy yep. that gets it. And, you know, a player's umpire. A player's umpire. You know? Yeah. There's a lot of people who criticise the number of, like, spurious reviews of, of um, like, from players in this series. Mm. But, like, you'll often find that those reviews happen when Joel's made the decision. <laughs> because they just well, know. It's like, let's well, just check. Yeah, let's have a <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the judge of this. You know. uh, Joel, looking I'm forward just, to a beer. I'm just going to have a look myself. That's, that's right. Yeah, uh, he has he has to be one of the he has to be the greatest beer. Yeah, that, that's the only that it's the only theory that makes sense to me. So the fourth test, where's the fourth test test? The last one's in Durhamshire. Uh, Ranchi, Ranchi, Ranchi. Yeah. Okay, and that starts at the end Hunter of this Glenn week. Maxwell's hundred. Ah, okay. And many other things. And many other things. <laughs> yeah, yeah mm. but famously mm. that specific one thing. Uh, so we move on there. So I suppose India have the chance to win the series. England the chance to level the series. Uh, but uh, that's a state of play. Is that uh, is that a good assessment of that? What's happened in that game? Oh, probably not. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone will be pleased with it. Okay. But, uh, yeah. And also, we're rattled. Yes, we are. Indeed, yes, we are. Pajero away days, Pezza? Yeah, they're shall stay, we? They're staying with us. They like it. Yeah, they like it. They like it. I mean, yeah. the, the the listeners and the viewers like it. Hey, people, people. Yeah, there are a lot of submissions we, we mentioned earlier that uh, many of them contained themes that are just completely at odds with this. Uh, you know, work we're doing with Pajero Sport. Yeah, uh, you know, signalling um, and observing stories that are frankly illegal. Yeah, uh, where legal matters are taking place, I'm not going to read them out. Maybe join us on Patreon. Maybe some Patreon. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're we're working with Pajero Sport, talking about away days. Yes, we the are the adventure therein. Yes, we and, are. And uh, I have another contribution, and Please. Charlie, another apology because you will do well to clip this up over a minute. Um, Go on, Charlie. Okay, I've got. Okay, who's, who's this? This is this is, this is uh, no. This guy didn't ask for anonymity. Um, this is from Xavier. Bye! Just wanted to share with you a suppressed memory from my youth that surfaced while listening to the latest edition of the Pajero Sports Away Day segment. Mm-hmm. The season in question was that of 2007-8, and I, as a 17-year-old, reared on the romantic days of Australia's golden generation, retained a pure love of the game that I wished to bathe in firsthand. <laughs> 
Though I was not playing with any club at the time, a friend of mine called me up one Saturday morning with a proposition. His neighbour, Poddy, and okay. Poddy, a 26-year-old real estate agent still living with his mum and dad, needed a couple of blokes to fill in for his <laughs> seventh-grade cricket team, the Geelong West Cheaters. That afternoon against the, the, against the regionally located Little, Little River team. Of course I'll play, I said enthusiastically. Yeah, can't the I grabbed my brother's cricket bag, he having given up the sport the previous summer, and readied myself for an enjoyable day. Uh-huh. Mate, so far so good. Um, yeah, I'll play some cricket. Yeah, go on then. I'll get my brother's bag. Does have you? Just that, that's like what sport like ideally is. Oh, I love a game of cricket. Yeah. I'll get my brother's bag. Okay. Count the cheaters. Count <clears throat> the cheaters. Um, two hours later, a dilapidated black sedan from the 1980s rolled up at my house, smoke spewing from the exhaust pipe. I opened the door to hear Potty blasting Angry Anderson's famous hit, Bound for Glory, out of his faltering oh, speakers. God, yeah. When I smiled and laughed at what I thought was an ironic joke before a casual cricket match, Potty turned to me and said intensely, What's so funny? At this point, a voice similar to that of Job from the TV show Arrested Development <laughs> flashed through my brain. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> What proceeded was a 40-minute drive, <laughs> listening to Ando's best hits yeah. before we arrived at the Little River Ground, a barren wasteland devoid of any grass, just metres from the noisy Geelong Highway. To me, it conjured images of the American Dust Bowl as described in John Steinbeck's famous novel, The Grapes of Wrath. Hope had abandoned this place indeed. There I met many of my new teammates, a motley crew of middle-aged men that included the names Musha, Cambo, Tim, and the captain, a wily 60-something-year-old named Deep Purple. Can't Deep Purple! (laughs) Deep Purple! Okay, I like it. My new skipper informed me that they in fact had enough players to field a team. But they needed a scorer. Oh, no. (laughs) So I would do that in between shifts of fielding in the deep. As I began trying to understand the scorer's card that appeared more complex than deciphering the code on the Matrix, I received a text on my Nokia 3200 from my then love interest, Gemma. Hey, hey, Zav, me and a few of the girls are headed to Torquay Beach today for a swim. Do you want to grab a few of your mates and meet us there? Can't, Gemma. I can't. I'm in Little River playing cricket. I lied as I recorded our third wicket loss before the score hit double figures. <laughs> After being bowled out for sweet fuck all, it was our turn to enter the field. And when Deep Purple needed to go to his car for his afternoon durry, I was finally asked to cross the white line. I took up a position at square leg, ready to pounce on anything that came my way in a time before my brain had developed enough to make me fearful of a cricket ball. A new batsman soon arrived at the crease, known only as Dobbo, a man who, with sensitivity, was not quite all there. (laughs) With sensitivity. With sensitivity, yeah. As Dobbo faced up, our bowler managed to draw an outside edge first ball, and Potty, our keeper, managed to hold on to this one for a change. Dobbo, in a state of utter rage, turned to stare at his stumps. At this moment, the opposition captain screamed from the sidelines, don't do it, Dobbo! <laughs> He's got form. I instantly knew something was wrong. Without warning, Dobbo sent all three stumps <laughs> flying with a swashbuckling swing of his bat that connected with far greater precision than his fatal shot. I watched on in a state of paralysed terror as one of these stumps cartwheeled a foot past my head. 
and I notice the sharp metal plate at its base that allows deeper penetration oh into the gosh. pitch and surely would have done similar to my head had it connected. I had survived, but only just. <laughs> As Dobbo stormed off the field to the muffled giggles of his teammates, <laughs> <laughs> I expected to be consoled by my own, <laughs> having been clearly shaken by the experience. At this point, Cambo shouted, Oi, mate, quit fucking around and grab the stump so we can get on with it. It was at this moment I decided that I would spend my future summer Saturdays at beaches, pubs, and anywhere other than that little river oval, a decision I never regretted. Cheers, boys. Love the podcast, Saviour. All thanks to Pajero Sport. Pajero Sport away days. Little river ground this time. Uh, thanks to Pajero Sport's, uh, you know, backing of TGC. And they're keeping it going as well. It's all that adventure. <clears throat> Speaking of adventure, Pezza, <clears throat> Australia against South Africa, the women's test there at the Wacker. South Africa batted first and we're all out for 76. <clears throat> Australia, they made 575 for nine. <laughs> And then they bowled South Africa out for 215, meaning that they won the game, Australia won the game, by an innings and 284 runs. Oh, yeah. My Lord. Annabelle Sutherland was player of the match. She took three for 19 and two for 11 and 210. Oh, yes. Makes Jadeja's innings look like dog shit. <laughs> with sensitivity, with sensitivity, um, that's the end of the, that's the end of the series. Well, Beth Mooney was a player of the series for her contribution across the uh, white ball games um, and obviously the test as well. Uh, Annabelle Sutherland's two hundred and ten is the second highest test score for Australia, behind uh, of course Pez's two hundred and thirteen yeah. red <laughs> against England and North Sydney Oval. I was there for that. Uh, far, wow. That that sort of means that I scored two hundred and thirteen against mm. England. It's the fastest ever double hundred. Um, it's two hundred and thirty-eight rocks. Second youngest to score a double. She's twenty-two, by the way, Annabelle Sutherland. Second youngest with home and away hundreds. Nine for five hundred and seventy-five is the oh, highest ever yeah. test total. The previous best was five hundred and twenty-five by Australia in nineteen eighty-four against India. Let it wash. The lead of four hundred and ninety-nine in the first innings is the highest <laughs> ever in tests. <laughs> Elisa Healy also scored 99 mm. before chipping one back to the bowler. It's the fifth ever in tests, and four of the five test 99s are from Australians, which makes sense because really Australia and England are the only ones that play tests. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, that's what's happened in the game. Darcy Brown also took five for it's her first, it's her first ever five-wicket haul. I think in any cricket, she might have been saying. Uh, in the first innings, Darcy Brown took five for 21. Um. And she also took two in the uh, in the second innings. Also seven in the game for Darcy. Uh, Australian batting innings. Uh, I mentioned the two ten ninety nine for um, Elisa Healy. Also Kim Garth mm. uh, batting at ten scored forty nine or forty five. Obviously friend of the show, Kimmy G. Um, so that is just complete and utter domination, oh, isn't it? Despite this, South African. Uh, this African team in good spirits. They're saying, like, we'd like to play more tests. It might be a little while before we get the chance, but it, we want to play more tests. I mean, that's, that's a common theme about here from women's cricket, that despite these nearly ridiculous one-sided games, that they, they all just want to play more test cricket. And uh, you can't argue with that. Um, also, just, mate, I know they, they played the Shield at, uh, at the Wacker the last couple of rounds, but cricket at the Wacker, man, I mean, it just, it just it's, um, what I'm saying is, like, I like it because that's where they played when I was little. Mm. Um, but... Uh, Satisfying all rounds. Mate, Annabelle Sadland, it's another all rounder gun for Australia. Oh, yeah. When you look at any Australian bowling card, seven of them have a role. Sophie Molyneux you back on the side as well uh, after her time away. Um, but uh, 
I don't know. What do you want to say about this? It's just I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just making I'm making noises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeling a bit oh, weird man. about it, to be honest. If I'm if I'm being serious, mate, mate, the, the, the records like a, fucking cooing here, letting those numbers wash over me. It's thirty-eight. They led by four hundred and ninety-nine in the first innings. Because uh, this is the point. Like, yeah. just to be clear, like th- this is the point where <clears throat> other more venerable cricket outfits will make sober, correct, sober analysis of the state of. Play in women's cricket, vis-a-vis test matches, etc. I'm just, it's just got to be a space for the I mean, thing. Things are just really good in Australian cricket at the moment. Yeah, women, men, children. <laughs> <laughs> that being the under 19s yes. yeah, yeah, Leg- sure. le- yeah, legally, yeah, 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 right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. I'm sure some of them are underage. Maybe that word it feels off. Say underage. Uh, I'm yeah, just saying they're less than eighteen. We've really saying yeah. yeah. Anyway, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, so they, they won so the Mozzie Foreman Series twelve four. So they've obviously lost two games, which we, which we focus on greatly. But I mean, look at that man! Like, oh, fuck it. Oh, I'm just enjoying it. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, a bit going on with South Africa. I did note that um, Marazan Cap pulled out uh, on the morning. No uh, cap. No cap. Um, no cap. No play. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um, morning of yeah. Owing to to sickness. Uh, that was what was put forward. Um, there was some Twitter stuff going on. Um, oh, okay. Her wife, Dane Van Nika, was getting involved. Uh, one of the players, one of the South African players, said we didn't miss cap uh, during the game. Okay, something's going on. Bit there's there's okay. a bit doing. Um, okay. She, I mean, Cap's their best player. Yep. And uh, and then Cap, so Cap's not at the ground day one and two. Turns up day three. Okay. Uh, bowling by herself in the nets. Uh. Just to, just. It's just a bit going optics, on. So optics, just optics. Optics. And, yeah, okay. Uh, I know there's been a bit going on with South African women's cricket. I can't add any more to that. Um, yeah, no, fair enough. Um, so, uh, I mean, yeah, so I mentioned before that um, they win the series 12-4, Australia. Mm. Uh, two losses, so we're focusing on those ones. But, like, this, I mean, it's still a chaps with champion side. Well, Annabelle Sutherland coming through now, 22, too. 22, and, yeah. like, and it wasn't that long ago where Tyler McGrath seemed to be the best all-rounder. Then Elise Perry has, like, a stunning, like, 12 mm. months, maybe even a little bit more. Another great all-rounder. Um, Kim Garth has just scored 49, batting mm. at 10. Not mm. Kim Garth's not an all-rounder. Let, let's mm. be let, let's be Grace, clear about Gar- that. Grace Harris can't get a gig. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Annabelle yeah. Sutherland, 207 for in the game. No, sorry, five for... Uh, you got, you got, you got your Ash yeah. Gardeners, et cetera. Oh, I my mean, God. Just we- the weaponry. The, I, about, and it's all it's all very big and athletic as well. Uh, but it plays into my fears, Pez, but what happens oh. when it ends? Well, it's, they've already gone for... The, the way I'm coping with that okay. is that, like, what they've already done is is too much. It's more than we too sh- much. should ever have... <laughs> Received, yeah, but now you know I've got the taste for it. Oh, and it's fucking ravenous. <laughs> I feel like I feel like a king in Rome being Mate. fed grapes exactly. and wine. That's right, and other treats. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just leave that. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the extension of yeah. that's getting yeah. into territory. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, you yeah. know. Anyway, um, just tiptoeing around. Yeah. <laughs> Can we say anything that won't be construed yeah. as a sexual entendre of yeah. any type whilst uh, talking about the game? Exactly. Yeah, right. Um, Anyway, it is, but it has been grape yeah. feeding yeah. Um, for for years. Yeah, and and like, I, I like to eat my grapes while lying down oh, on a sofa, fed, fed by yeah. you. Yeah. Got those uh, big feather fans. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't possibly eat a grape unless my feet are being touched, <laughs> which is a proclivity, obviously. <laughs> this is what we're being served, yeah. uh, and oh, uh, my I just, lord, I'm I'm just it's a it's rather than analysis, it's just gratitude. For us, it's gratitude by way of 
cooing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like making noises, firstly. Yeah. Uh, the women's team turns me into a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're, oh, you're, cool. yeah you're, you're either a pigeon or a Roman emperor <laughs> feeding, feeding on... Grapes and wine. Yeah, that's right. Oh, being fanned. Indeed. My yeah. Lord. Some Chianti made <laughs> by slaves. Just fed. You're on your chariot. You're lying down. Yeah. Just, yeah, you just, you've just tubbed. Uh, you're like in your chariot. Yeah. yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah, you're in Egypt now. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm moving around. Yeah. I'm, shape, I'm shape-shifting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Being fed grapes and wine, some Chianti. Mm. That's anyway, yeah. And then and that it's Annabelle Sutherland who is picking up the baton at age 22 with you know, 200. I, you know, oh, now we're talking. When I close my eyes and I think about the future, Pezza, I've got like Will Sutherland in the Australian scene, oh, yeah. Annabelle Sutherland captaining the side. Like, and now I've got, I'm not got, I've got, I've got uh, longer term familial ties, obviously Stark and Healy mm, bonded mm. over this with a test match 99, mm. you know, finally something to connect themselves over. This, this but, is per A, but I'll oh, keep going, sorry. No, no, no. But, but then I think about like, oh, what about like brother, sister? In, in, oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, in the women's team and then the men's team, okay? You know what I'm talking about? It, I, it, I know it, what you're talking about. Me, it reminds me of the War Brothers, you know? What about brother, sister? Um, <laughs> Fuck me. Someone's stuck in the laundry. This is, stop it. This is per um, Grandstand Cricket Podcast, veritable show, Cor- okay. Corby and um, Cowan. So apparently yeah, over yeah. the weekend as well, the younger Sutherland brother, I think his name's Tom. I could just be guessing at a private school name mm. um, there, but I think could it's be Tom. Ten. Yeah, it could be one of five names, but um, <laughs> yep, unnecessary. He um, hit one over at Royal Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> it was a funny chat with uh, Corby and Cowan. Like Cor- 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 okay, Cor- was going, and then Tom hit one over at Royal Melbourne, and Cowan's like, okay. So he's had a couple of birdies. It's good going. West West course, West yeah, course. Yeah. <laughs> Cowan said that's fourth grade. So okay. I, don't, I don't know in, in golf terms, but again, like I, I mean, yeah, it's not because it, it, because Will we're about to do oh. Sheffield Shield. I mean, like Will's taken Pfeiffer and he's captain Victoria, but yeah. like Annabelle's kind of like. At this point in time, in this like this segment of this show, I think it would be uncouth to start going. Oh, and Will did something as well. Like yeah. they're probably both of them probably sick of fucking competing with each other. So Annabelle Sutherland, currently one of the best female players going that's around. Right. A brother, Will. one over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Don't forget the younger brother. Cool. <laughs> I, I think Annabelle <laughs> deserves to have and should. Like you got to be careful about this with siblings. You know, like yeah. comparison thief of all joy. And hasn't her dad done well? Indeed, the whole family, yeah. wonderful family. But like, uh, you know, everyone needs to be celebrated in and of themselves without comparison. Oh, so it's an elite Annabelle family. deserves her own pigeon stuff mm, yes. and grape feeding yes. of Roman That's emperors right. while you're being moved now, on a chariot. Now, am I right in thinking that her mum was also an athlete? Like, like a? I, I don't know what I don't know, but it would, I might be it, wrong about it, that. It wouldn't surprise. You wouldn't be surprised if I gave that information. Mm. You wouldn't go, ah! Yeah. Did you know the entire family is sporting? Mm. Pesa, do you ever get frustrated you can't watch a certain live sports events because they aren't televised in your country? Yeah. With NordVPN, I can switch my virtual location to a country that is showing the sports event that I want to watch live so I don't miss out and can watch all of the action. As I said, live. 
NordVPN.com forward slash TGC. You get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus four months for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN.com forward slash TGC. If you want to get on the internet and change your location, use that code. NordVPN.com forward slash TGC. Stop being an idiot on the internet, okay? Use that link. Mm. Stop it. Stop it. That's good. That's good. Um, I could hear that down the track for you. Visa v fatherhood, etc. It's good. <laughs> the Sheffield get Shield. Off, get off that. <laughs> <laughs> the Sheffield Shield. Here are some things that happened. Actually, do you know what? No, no. That's, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about uh, fatherhood. <laughs> no, I, now and see now I've said this. I need to be clear now, lest there be because people like speculation. There's, oh, there's, there's, there's not uh, nothing. Nothing's on the agenda there. I'm just saying. I heard you say stop it. Yeah, and, and sound like a dad. Yeah, that's it. No congratulations in order or anything like that. Or a third grade still captain. talking about it. Yeah, stop it. It was it was quite enunciated. <laughs> hey, Bukowski scored a hundred for Victoria. Madison yeah, and Hanson also for, scored 100. Feel sorry for Madison and Hanson. Yeah, Madison has been stunning. That's that's back to back shield hundreds mm-hmm. uh, for Madison after his ACL, which yeah, is straight the back of the dicky knee. <laughs> but uh, it's Bukowski that we're interested about, of course. <clears throat> Bukowski's um, the because we're a transactional, you know, audience. Mm. Of all three, Bukowski offers us the most upside. He can give right. us the most um, yeah. pigeon chariot moments. Yeah, potentially. That's right. That's so right. So let's talk about him. Look, it's, uh, it's an interesting one with Bukowski. I might have said this recently, but, um, you know, given that he had the spot and then uh, he obviously played in the last time India were out here in the Border Gabasca series, he played the SCG, scored a 60 in the third innings of the game. I think 62. it might have been. Okay, so we thought, we thought like, here we go. He's the opener to, uh, to, to, to bat with here the for the next couple of years. Now, that didn't obviously work out for a myriad reasons. And then Kwaja got himself back into the side the summer later. And then look what Kwaja's done since then. Literally the ICC Test Player of the Year this year. Um, you know, uh, hundreds... Bountiful hundreds. <laughs> like it. Um, but then, you know, not getting any younger. Pekofsky back <laughs> on the side. Mm. There's no spring chicken, is he? I mean, sure, Bancroft also scored 100 and has had 692 runs this year, averaging 57. But, yeah, Pekofsky, yeah. So Again. Younger. It's, it's – exactly. It's, it's younger, younger, it's grapes, it's pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's younger, it's grapes, it's pigeons. <laughs> Is that the name of the show? <laughs> I kind of like it. It's, it's uh, you know, like mm. Pekofsky's can, you know, it's it's India away, it's England away. You can dream. You can dream with it. Now, the reality is he's... He'll struggle. <laughs> this, this, like, I've been thinking a lot about how much we chew players up and spit them out and feign care for their health. How to lose a and- guy in 10 days. <laughs> I don't know if that applies, but um, um, who was in that? That was who's the woman in that? Uh, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, is that right? No, Charlie? is it Kate Hudson? No, oh, is, that yeah. Sarah, no. is it, yeah, Kate, is it Kate, H- Hudson? Kate Hudson? Yeah, Kate Hudson, yeah, yeah, Kate, yeah, is it Kate? Yeah, anyway, yeah, can we get that now because people will be screaming it? Kate Hudson, yeah, no, yeah. sorry, man, I'm just sending an email, yeah, all good, <clears throat> but like. Yeah, I mean, Will's Will. Uh, I'll call him Will. He's come back from something. He's come. He's coming back, I should say, and recovering and working on his health. Yep. Uh, from something that's been clearly like deeply debilitating, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for him for like several years. And yeah, he make he makes a hundred, 
And that's just everyone is so supportive of him in that situation. Like in and of itself, to get back to first-class cricket, to start making hundreds again mm-hmm. uh, is is an enormous achievement. You know, the resilience that he's demonstrating against the backdrop of health issues that he appears to be speaking a little more openly about now, yeah. um, you know, just is, is the measure of his character. Mm-hmm. Uh Obviously, the majority of us are looking at him as a pigeon opportunity. It's a pigeon opportunity. Uh, <laughs> Younger pigeon grapes. Um, but he did. He had done a, a an interview with um, for the Victoria State Cricket Podcast. I oh, can't yeah. remember what it's called. I'm sorry, but it was with Adam White. He does great interviews with the Victorian players. Yeah. And they had actually recorded it a couple of weeks ago, but only dropped it, I think, might have just been just before the game okay. against uh, Victoria, uh, yep. against New South Wales. Yep. And Pekoski said a number of things. I mean, he he made clear publicly for the first time it had been um, suggested and um, sort of um, vaguely noted that his health issues uh, uh, run deeper than and uh, bigger than simply concussion and being hit on the head. Right. And and actually quite separate to concussion without him naming. And he said he'll speak more about that later. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Which I think, which I think is interesting. Um, he also noted that George Bailey has said to him that um, they see him as a long-term Test player, but they'd right. like him to take his time, which makes sense because his challenge now is to stay on the park. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, managing the health issues that he has to manage, and uh, yeah, fans around Australia are going to be really keen to get him involved because he clearly is a guy who has the class to play at that top oh, yeah. level. <clears throat> Uh, and he's somewhat anointed, and he's prodigal, as we've said, yep. and uh, you know, and he's he, he's um, you know a compelling guy to listen to, and all that kind of thing. Uh, but but yep. for now, it's really like just I hope he's happy. I hope cricket's good for him. He stays in the park, scores scores runs, and uh, then we can you know get a bit sort of more start to have a look at the pigeon stuff. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting conversation because of the age of the Australian team, and you look at guys that could come in next. Yeah. So just looking it up. Um, He's just turned 26, mm. Pukowski. Uh Renshaw will be 28 in March. Mm. Um, Bancroft uh, has just turned 31 in November. Mm. So those are the those are your three guys that you're looking at the top of the order. Um, given that Marnus is one of the younger guys and Travis Head, they, they'd be solidified for a little while, you'd think. No idea about Steve Smith. But um, those are your three guys. So like they're all young enough, really. I mean, uh, including Bancroft. I mean, Bancroft will get his, will get his shot, I'm sure. Um, really? Well, yeah. To that end, he's just scored 100 uh, again uh, in their game mm. against uh, – they were playing against Tasmania. Tassie. They were playing against Tasmania, yeah. Uh, so Bancroft, as I said earlier, 692 but runs. There's a block at the other end who scored 100. We're more interested in. At 57. Cameron Green scored 100. Now we're um, Didn't get many in the first innings. Actually, neither did Bancroft. But um, <clears throat> so uh, those are good things. Cameron Green, another 100. Down right, guys. Right, guys, pigeons. In that game as well, um, Bo Webster. Scored 100. Oh, slug. He's got 664 runs at 60, so he's got 28 runs less than Bancroft, who's leading the Sheffield Shields. Mm. Just a, uh, How many highlight. wickets does Bancroft have? <laughs> Just a highlight kind of season slug Webster's having. Oh, yeah, slug. Uh, Caleb oh, Jewell slug. opened the batting, scored 227. That's the highest score in the Shield this season. Um, so where that leaves us in the Shield, uh, everyone's played eight games. Tasmania are top, then Victoria, then Western Australia third. New South Wales fourth. 
Uh, Queensland fifth. Uh, Queensland just beat South Australia. Alex Carey scored some runs in that game, 49 and 90, I think, uh, batting at four for South Australia. But uh, they got pumped by Queensland, uh, who had a timely win. So, uh, yeah, that's the state of play in the Shield. Anything else you want to add? Do you like um, – yeah, I do. Yeah, do you like Do you like Maddinson runs? <clears throat> yeah, I do. It's, he's, he's an interesting character because obviously he had, he had one shot. How, how old's Maddinson? He'd be the other side of 30, I think. Yeah, he'd be like mm. 33 or something like that. He's 32. He only just mm. turned 32 in December. Okay. Is that young enough? Yeah. Well, just, just look, there's an, an opening spot's coming up. There's a, you don't know if a couple of guys might get a rails run, if you know what I mean. Mm. You know, a couple more hundreds from Maddo. Like, he's, he's, a, he's a guy that uh, he'll be in some kind of, you know, George Bailey keeps hats, yep. right, with names in hats yep. of, of those who are kind of uh, – He's a hat guy. Those are deemed, like, able to play test level. I'd imagine Maddo would be one. He had three tests, and he scored 27 runs. <clears throat> so it didn't quite work out for him. Uh, good did, time to play for Australia back then. I it imagine. was a good time, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's played six T20Is for Australia as well. Don't. I mean, yeah, how much attention. He's class. He's got class. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, probably, he's probably just about young enough to be there mm. or thereabouts for maybe even like the Ashes next time around. I think I think the current team is going to try and hang on for the Ashes. You include it in this cycle. They've obviously got India in Australia next summer. Mm. In the June following in 2025, that's the World Test Championship final. Australia will want to do well to get to that. Sorry, they'll want to be there and win that again, I would have thought. And then the home Ashes. And then I think you're going to max Exodus. So um, it's probably... Uh, by then he'd be 34, yeah. No, I'm just I'm, saying, two, yeah. two more hundreds. Mm, we're talking now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's certainly run a There's form. a horse race. He's in, he's in the race. Let's talk about the uh, the leaders of the World Test Championship table at the moment, Pezza, and that's New Zealand. And they've just beaten South Africa 2-0 in that weird, weird test series. It's the first time New Zealand have ever beaten South Africa in a test series. That's a weird statistic, but it is a thing that's just happened. In the game, in the second test, it was at Hamilton. I was being confused with Alexander Hamilton. Oh, thank you. Um... South Africa made 242 in the first innings. New Zealand scored 211 in their first innings, meaning that uh, South Africa had a lead of 31 in the first innings mm. then. South Africa made 235, meaning that 267 was the target to mm. chase in the fourth innings, which New Zealand did three down thanks mm. to another Kane Williamson 100. That is his 32nd 100. Um, I think Kane Williamson scored like 800s in the last – or seven or eight hundreds in the last like – a year and a half or maybe yeah. even two years. Yeah, it's an incredible of run of form. He, Cause he was like, he was fourth on the list of the top four big boys mm. not that long ago. And now he's equal with, um, Steve Smith on 3,200s. Uh, Coley and Root have 30, I think it is. Is that right? It's something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, so Kane has just scored 300s in two tests. That helps. Uh, Willie O'Rourke was the player of the match. He took four for and five for 34. Mm. Uh, there was a statistic in this game that uh, who was the South African? Uh, Neil Brand. Uh, he took, Neil Brand took. Brunt. Brunt, sorry. Oh, am I talking about Dane? Um, who was it? <sighs> There's some statistic going on about South African players. I don't have it in front of me. I apologize. Some guys did some stuff for South Africa. They were in the game at least. They were in the game this time, but uh, New Zealand showed some class in the end and they were just too good. Uh, once again, different to Ironic Klaassen, who's a different player altogether. Um, but uh, since then, uh, the test squad has been announced for Australia. 
Uh, it's Southie will captain. Of course, he's uh, been the captain the last little while. Blundell, Henry, Kugeline, Latham, Mitchell, O'Rourke, Phillips, Ravindra, Santner, Wagner, Williamson, Young. That is the test squad for Australia, a two-test series. Southie and Kane will play their 100th test in Christchurch. That is the second test against Australia. Other news here, Kyle Jamison uh, faces a year out of the game with stressies. Uh, he's got stresses in his back. He's obviously just had um, a while out of the game, but he's injured himself again. Stresses in his back, so he's facing a year out. There's no Trent Bolt for the test, but he is in for the T20s. Williamson is going to miss the T20s as he's on paternity leave, but he, of course, will be back for the tests. Daryl Mitchell is missing the T20s with a long-term foot injury, but aiming to be back for the test. He's obviously been named in the squad. Um, and there's no Jimmy Neesham uh, for the T20s as he's in the Bangladesh Premier League uh, playing. So, um, but yeah, test squad announced. Uh, you look at the bowling lineup there. It's probably it's most likely going to be Southie. Uh, what am I looking at? Southie Henry Wagner and who's your spinner? Ravindra, Glenn Phillips. Do some do some work there. That's uh, Santner, I suppose as well. Um, against. Australia, I mean, Australia's team is going to be the team, so we all know what it's going to be. So I think that's going to be a red-hot series. I know the Kiwis are really looking forward to that, like Kiwi fans and players. First time I've been there in eight years, <sighs> looks good. I'm up for it. I'm, I'm keen for it. Yeah, I think it's going to, it's going to be hot. Uh, not weather, like it's just going to be a hot series. Um, just want to just want to note, without having delved into the research on this, but uh, I suspect the inclusion of Scotty Kugelin is going to um, – you know, be regarded by many people as controversial given his history. Right. Uh, but I have not done the sufficient research to uh, to get into that. One of those things where, um, you know, behaviour doesn't have to be criminal to be disgraceful. Um, you're just looking at me blank, which is fair because no, I'm I not mean, bringing I, anything else. No, I mean, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know enough about it. But uh, I know that he's been picked numerous times since that that court case or the hearing mm. or the incident itself mm. or whatever. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, just noting, unhelpfully. Uh, yeah, what do you reckon about um, – how do you think Australia is going to be received uh, in New Zealand? Because it just occurs to me it's like uh, – I haven't been there for eight years. You just, see a few, you just see a few things knocking around the internet. Yep. And uh, you oh, and th- there's an article in the, um, the Nine Papers today from Malcolm Conn where David Warner is speaking uh, – it's actually – carried across all media where David Warner is speaking about the abuse he received when he was there and tw- last there for test cricket in 2016 right. guys getting ejected from the ground uh, someone else getting into Hazelwood deluxe uh, I have seen in various platforms um, uh, people uh, jokingly or otherwise uh, like um, encouraging uh, and inciting people to abuse Australian players yeah uh, now mm-hmm. how, how much weight that carries don't know, but um, just wonder if there's just a little vibe of like, oh, we've got the Aussies in our backyard, you know, once every eight years, and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna fucking give, give it, to man, fucking give it to him, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's just such a, it's just a completely at odds with my relationship to New Zealand and New Zealand people yeah. that I have in my life and that I've met in my life. Yeah. Said this That's my, probably nothing. Said this my last week, just like um, lovely, lovely people. Mm. Um, every single one I've ever met, and then I just get this feeling like that Australia's going to fucking cop it. And, like, this is this is the series mm. for New Zealanders. Now, mm. it's obviously, like, a fair rivalry, obviously a big rivalry in other sports. But in cricket, it's just – that's just not our relationship to New Zealand in cricket. Or it's not – sorry, mm. it's not my relationship to New Zealand in cricket mm. or just New Zealanders in general. But I feel like there's a, there's a number of people 
just cannot fucking wait to call Australian cheats mm. and say Give it some to Warner. and saying some fucking weird shit, yeah. like weird stuff from like a long time ago. Yeah. But this is their shot to do it because mm. Australia never goes there. Every, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Dave, you've been the the Whitehall series. Yep, starts tomorrow. By the way, yeah, the yeah. chapel have the trophies up for grabs as well on the T Twenties. Pez, it used to be Did just for the ODIs, but now it's going to be for every white ball series moving forward. Okay. And this is this is the last T Twenty series for both sides before the World Cup. Um, so it is important. Just a, just an Australian news: Stoinis is out with a back. Um, he was replaced by Aaron Hardy, who's now pulled out with with calf tightness. So Spencer Johnson's going to replace Oof. him. Oof. Wade uh, is going to miss the first game to stay in Hobart for the birth of his first child. Uh, that's actually via Alex Malcolm, I should say. Um, Matt Short is returning from a string and Nathan Ellis from a rib. So those are the guys that are going to be vying for the 15-man squad who may – well, I mean, they may or may not be able to uh, prove their worth uh, in the IPL. Um, Both have got to be there. Yeah. Both have to be there. So um, so that's that's uh, that's how, that's what's at stake. But um, let's start tomorrow. Yeah. Fuck, I've, I've not clocked that. Mate, we're doing a show in Christchurch in like two weeks. That's after the first test, and there's a white ball series before then. So there's a bit going on. They're, they're going. Okay. They're, they're like they're, they're it's, playing it's Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, and I think the Sunday game is an 11 a.m. New Zealand start. So it's 9 a.m. in Australia. T20 like fucking morning game. Oh, that's gonna be weird. I'm, like I'm into it. Under 11 stuff. Yeah. Well, like Which it. is what it's going to be in the World Cup as well, as in the, the yeah. T20 World Cup when the, right. there's, there's games on in America and New York. I think the India-Pakistan's on at 10.30 a.m. in New York. Yeah, 10.30 Which is good time for, you know, local time. for Mumbai. Yeah, that's uh, good. That's just like yeah. sort of <clears throat> it's relatable. Saturday club cricket. Yeah. You know what I mean? Good stuff. Good stuff. Did you on the ground. Frost. Uh, shall we do hashtag ICTGC? There's nothing else to talk about uh, with uh, Australia and New Zealand? Uh, uh, other uh, Just other than to say, like, if, if people are, you know, if people are looking to, to turn up to New Zealand to like give it to Warner and abuse him one last time, it's fucking grim. I just think if you're like, no, mate, I, I, I was saying this before, but I've seen like, I've seen people like in, sort of incited a bit. And it's yeah. like, it's, I've got crow's fed at that. Now, like, but, I, I you know. get it like in the, um, in the aftermath of like sandpaper and stuff like that. Like, I, I get that tensions are high and people want to make their feelings known. I mean, ultimately, if you're a grown adult and you're like, uh, planning to abuse players at the ground, you're a fucking You've probably got a bit going on. You're life. a coach. Yeah. Simply. It, uh, mate, so, it was, and, and and you're beyond you're if you're planning on it, then you're beyond fucking um reason anyway. You know? But mm. Do you remember um do you remember the twenty nineteen World Cup when Coley went to the fans and told them to stop booing Smith yeah. and the Warner? That was yeah. five years ago. Yeah. Five years ago. But but this is here having that a chance. This is their turn, yeah. To oh, give it to Australia. I don't know, man. It's not how I enjoy my sport, but by just going and fucking abusing people. I'd sort of do it on a podcast. That's how I go. I prefer it. to be yeah. well away from them. <laughs> get the sure microphone. Well, out. it's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah. No one's watching this. It's fine. Hashtag ICDC. Daniel. Hey, boys. I'm sure you get plenty of these anecdotes, but here is another one to add to the list. Years ago, inspired by Ash Barty giving up cricket and winning a Grand Slam, I gave up cricket at 27 and started playing golf in which my handicap tumbled down. The ability to choose when I play and not let blokes down and not be at the mercy of an umpire who can barely remember his own name was a blessing. Life was good. Then the undying urge to pull off the century circuit chop was ringing strong. As a bowling all-rounder, I have never even put myself in contention with a high score of 93 not out with multiple 80s and 90s running out of partners or hitting out at the end of an innings. Although, like a functional non-cricketer since stopping playing, I have managed a functional relationship, so it would have somewhat of an asterisk on it. 
I did the unthinkable and committed to a full season of cricket. Second game in, with a 20-odd in the first match, 13, I was feeling like it was my day. When a ball in the fielding warm-up spat off me, playing on a cow paddock, and knocked me out cold. Fuck yeah. Decent strip against a rubbish team. Chance one, gone. Next round, lining up against a team with two players who have combined 200-plus first-class games under their belt, okay. I, was going, I was going to be up against it. But wasn't given a chance when I got my foot in front of the danger zone marks to eliminate the LBW for the umpire to forget some rules of the game and give me out anyway. No issues, I told myself. Still plenty of chances. A nothing game, midweek T20 comes around. And in the second dig, when we are bowling, game dead as they are two for 80 chasing 92, I wheel out my bowling machine out. He's in feet a half volley for it to come back twice as fast as my docile 90 kilometer per hour bowling. Stick a hand out and it clips the end of my little finger. Uh. Thinking it was just dislocated, I carry on. I carried on, bowled out the over, and fielded the next over before the game was done. X-ray definitely said it wasn't dislocated. Attached for your reference. Anyway, surgery and two pins in my finger for eight weeks ruled me out of uh, out of prime time runs. I was on, averaging four for the year at this point. Mm. The worst part was it meant I couldn't play golf. When my family had a trip booked to King Island for three days that I just had to watch and appreciate the views with foreign metal in my hands. Mm. Pins come out, first round back. Field for 80 overs on something resembling a day three Gabba wicket in November, thinking to myself, next week is the week. Start off with a picturesque cover drive for four. I'm on today. I feel it. Get miles down the wicket to some 16-year-old because I think he isn't fast enough. Hit on the pad, finger goes up, laughter from the opposition. Look down at my foot and everything is wrong with the decision. But another chance gone. Nothing I can do. So without moving from where I played the shot, I give them ump- I, I give them umpire a high five and I'm on my way. All right, three more hits. It's time. Thinking about it, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. During my thoughts on Wednesday, I realized I haven't washed my kit from the last week and my bag is still in my car. Go down and get it and my car has been broken into (laughs) and they have stolen my bag of sweaty cricket clothes from the week before. Budgies used to bat in, whites, training kits, smelly towel from the shower, all gone. Mm. Laugh with my mates that the universe really doesn't want me to uh, want me playing cricket and get ready for the next round without wasting too much more of your time. Bowling the spell of the year, high ball goes up. I take the catch and fall over backwards and put my hand oh. out to soften the fall. We know where this is going. Yep, broken wrist. I'm in full denial. Stay out for the rest of the innings, bat the next day and can barely hold the stick and just do a full bear style and don't bother getting back in my crease as I can't hold my bat. And that brings us here, me typing one-handed about a season, a season that is a handful of heinous decisions, one finger surgery, a concussion, stolen cricket clothes and a broken wrist. Oh, and a relationship that isn't anywhere near as functional as it was. Ah, <laughs> oh, fucking hell, man. Oh. Bad things happen when you go back and play cricket. Anyway, still haven't got a ton. So I'll see the boys again next year. Daniel. Damn, Daniel. I don't even even think that's like – obviously, there's a fair bit of bad luck within that. But it's – I'm not saying it's a tale as old as time, but there's just a lot of like really uh, just – like gr- gritty bad things that happen when you come back to play cricket. Like it, it's sore on the bones and the joints and the the feelings of ball connecting to body and, you know, 
and then I and then I got thinking about like the the cricket bag in the car. He mm. went to wash it. And he must mean like wash the clothes that were in it, yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. What well, what was your what was your sort of regime or program vis-a-vis washing clothes, you know, from a Saturday to a Sunday game and then from a Saturday to a Saturday game and also like training gear and stuff like that, like in, and your own, in your own kit. Yeah. Did you, did you have a, did you have a routine? Yeah. yeah. Every Monday I drove 45 minutes to give it to my mum to wash. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Um, the fairies did it. That's right. Uh, no, um, so Saturday. So obviously you have a, you have a circuit bag. Yeah, you, you have a you have a cricket kit. Yeah, that lives in your car for yep. the entirety of the summer. Yeah, and then you take yeah. it out maybe a couple of weeks after the season finishes. So you're getting into your your, your autumns, your winters. <laughs> um, That's if you haven't gone to England, then come back with it with the bag tag, the bag on. tag on it. Yeah. Just let people know that mm. things mm. have gone pretty well for you over there. When it hasn't. Um, so, yeah, so um, so you would have cricket clothes for a Saturday game and you, you, you're washing that. You, you're washing that Saturday night. So it's, it's, going, it's going in the dirty clothes basket at least. Did you have a separate a bag for your cricket clothes? Yep. Yeah. Did, was that always the case from yes. even like school cricket? No, no, no. Yeah. No, no. When did you graduate? Not from school. I mean to a separate bag for your clothes. Probably, probably maybe first full year into grade cricket. Okay. So I was 19. So even in lower grades. Yep. Yep. Like towel and stuff like that, like ready to tub? No, I didn't. I didn't shower until I was early 20s. Yeah, okay. So yeah. just, oh, I've got to go. Um, I don't remember. Mm. It would be funny if I remembered some some anecdote here, but I-, I No, actually, no, no. I'm just I'm no, curious. No, no. It's just I, funny that the way, the way we all graduate, you know, through the ranks. Yeah. Maybe I just felt more comfortable in the club or mm. with showing other men my penis. Did you start in fifth grade and work your way up? I started in- Fifth grade, yes, yeah. I did, yes. Put yes. some put some scores together or just got older and picked up the grade. Yeah, other guys sort of left the club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they sort of recognised my name a bit and yeah. just got to go up there. Mm. Uh, yeah, I went from fives. My first year I'd finished school. So you finish school in Australia in November and the season finishes in uh, February, I guess it is, before yeah. play, uh, finals in March maybe. No, so I started playing in November, uh, December, I reckon, where it was my first game. I was just, just finished year 12. Mm-hmm. And then fourth grade had a really strong um, side. So I got I – got, um, I got elevated from fives to threes. Ah, I don't remember. Did you play well? I in threes. I think I did okay. I think mm. I did okay. And just stayed there, as in like that. Like you, you were never to see the lower grades ever again. No, that's not true at all. No, oh. no, 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 no. First game back, back to fives. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember being promoted. But I was actually being. I, I was basically dropped to third grade because yeah, five, yeah, I think fives and threes were doing well or something. But I hadn't mm. played enough games to mm. qualify for finals or whatever. Mm. So they were trying to qualify some better players, and I think that's how it worked. Yeah, I think that's how it worked. Uh, Fuck, mate, that's that's twenty years ago now. Yeah, Fuck when hell, when man. when you started tubbing, mm. like in your early twenties, and you brought a separate bag yes. of your clothes, yes, big moment. Did you bring, like, you obviously bring your own towel, but did you also bring like, um, like washing material? Like, did you bring your own like shampoo and body wash and that kind of gear, or did you expect there would be some kind of communal soap available, or or like a um, you know, some sort of um, dispensary of of soap? So, in terms of towel, always just brought a hand towel. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, your own no, body wash and that? Or body wash, or body wash, you, body So, wash. you had your own stuff. Yep. Would you share that? Yep. 
Oh, you did. Just chuck it in there. Reluctantly. Yeah. Reluctantly. It'd always be like an old, like, palm olive fucking um, yeah. like, semi-moldy yeah. on the outside. They weren't really sure what it was, what, yeah. what was actually but in there. Like, mate, I was, I was talking to a mate last night and uh, – I was uh, look. This the, this. I'm just offering this. I don't mean information exchange to glorify anything because I'm not. It, this is just purely sledging myself. But it's true. Like man, I was just a slob. Like I was just a slob. Early twenties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, had, I, had no, I had no. Um, I I sort of winced thinking back. But you obviously go on your own journey. But like, yeah. Just um, no real pride in my kit. Like I I washed it and all that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, but yeah. like. Not a lot of pride in my kit. Like, uh, mate, when I was playing, um, people can back this up. Someone on Patreon found some Getty images oh, of yeah, me playing that, yeah. the other day. If you yeah, look yeah, closely, yeah. I, in like, playing um, in first grade, and I'm only saying that to, to illustrate how fucking sloppy I was. Yep. Uh, I had, like, um, some malfunction with my pads where the middle strap broke. I don't know how. I can't remember how. Just did. But instead of like replacing the pad or fixing it, yep. I just battered without a middle strap. Oh. Just little, like little things like that. I okay. look back and I'm like, why was I, do- why did I do that? But the answer is I was 20 and I didn't care. You know, that was, that was it. But just yeah. that, like, I don't know, just in terms of like, I, I just wasn't an organized person, you know, like it was, it was the, the unkempt car with syrupy Gatorade bottles. It's just the journey you're on in your life. Yeah, just makes me think about that when this guy's getting into the minutiae of like mm. him coming back to cricket. Mm. You know what he was doing with his kit, where when, his kit was sitting. One of the last uh, years that I played, I was in my late twenties, or maybe even thirty then. And um, a guy that I was playing with was in his mid forties, and I remember him saying, "Like it hurts me to play. Like, like mm. he, he just loved playing so mm. much emotionally, and it helped that he did really well, which of course mm. would be great for everyone. Mm. I, I would still be playing if I was good." Um, but like, and so I remember him saying like, it hurts me to play, you mm. know, and like obviously because I'm 28 and you feel no pain mm. or anything at that point. So mm. it's just, I didn't really understand. It's just like, oh yeah, sometimes I'm a bit sore, mm. you know, in the old legs there. We've filled it for 90 hours day yeah, before, but like, acid. you know, obviously the older you get shockingly, you understand more things. And, uh, and I really understand now. So going back to playing cricket now, like in my head, the like getting out of bed in fucking installments in the next day on a Sunday is would just be like it would be too much to bear really mm. like like trying like trying to like run a marathon without any sort of training mm. like oh, that, like coming that sort of back thing. exactly like the aches and pains and the soreness I'm not even talking about like fucking August hands with the ball fucking the ball hurts exactly it's just standing up like if you ever go like if you ever do like a week shop in Woolies and it takes like an hour or whatever for whatever reason, or you just go shopping with your missus perhaps mm-hmm. or for yourself, I appreciate you. You've been careful about the things you suggest you do, and yeah. like yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, because and, that's how long it takes, you know. And you and you just and you've stood up for a long period of time, yeah. and, you, and your legs start to wake, and then you sit down. And you're like, ah, oh, that's, that's nice. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. isn't that nice? That's yeah. Nice. Or you sit down. Match fit, cricket match fitness is is just an yeah. underrated thing. Yeah. Yeah, the f- the feelings of things. You ever have like a really long drive, and then like you've been in the car for let's say three hours, then you stand up and you sit down eight seconds later, and you're like, oh, it's nice to sit down again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same as that. Eight seconds later. Mm. <clears throat> uh, I mean, there's just a litany of these stories about the. It's a nice message. The rea- like yeah, the hope and the reality, the dream and the reality yep. of coming back to cricket. Yep. This is a particularly extreme, but. It's more likely that that's the experience mm. than uh, coming back and going. Oh, I, I've attained some new plane of psychology that now al- allows me to access, you know, all of my potential yeah. in cricket. Your yeah. eyes are fucked. 
can't see the ball very well. Everything hurts in your body. When the ball hits you, it hurts. It's it's nothing but pain. Mm. And, you, and you surround yourself by people that are younger than you. People are younger. They're not as interesting. They're fucking... <laughs> <laughs> but they're better than you. Yeah. Sometimes they, they don't. There. They don't appreciate it. They don't appreciate what they've got with their body. <laughs> as you didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Didn't. No, I meant like one, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's um. There's there's. There's <laughs> not. It's a perfect. Not going for it. It's the perfect way to sign off the Grey Cricketer podcast <laughs> for episode two hundred and sixty-five. If you want to get around TJC and have more of this kind of stuff, more of this kind of existential chat with your questions, with hashtag Ask TJC Fridays every single week. Patreon.com forward slash Grey Cricketer. Um, we'll be back for the uh, the daily of the fourth Test match uh, in Ranchi. Uh, and of course on Patreon as well if you want to join us there. So uh, we'll see you guys on the internet whenever you choice whenever you choose choice. and choice to join us <laughs> choice next. To June. Or June us next. Oh yeah, June. Oh yeah, June. See you later, Deflets.